Hey there. Welcome to Coffee with the Docs. We are a holistic lifestyle podcast where we give integrative solutions and bring brilliant experts to help you thrive, mind, body, and spirit. We are doctors Nicole Huffman and Abby Kramer, and we're so happy you're here. Hey everyone, welcome back to Coffee with the Docs. We're so happy you guys are here. Thanks always for tuning in and listening. Today we have a really fun interview for you guys with Brad Davidson. So Brad and I actually have known each other for a super long time. I met him right after I got into the fitness industry and his message has changed over time. But I mean, honestly, he's always been at the forefront of his field, like with always getting elite level information and learning from really top people. And now he speaks all over and he works with really high level, like achievers, CEOs, athletes, and all about how to perform better. But really it applies to whoever wants to perform better in any area of their life, whether you're a teacher or you're a stay-at-home mom or you're an athlete or you're, I mean, it really can apply to everybody. And so I think everyone will really get something out of this interview for sure. Yeah. Is that more what he's doing now is more speaking yeah. and stuff like that? Okay. And he's, so. yeah. And I think, you know, if anybody wants more information on what he's doing um, in the show notes, we've got all the information on where to find him. But I just think his takeaways are so different than what so many people are preaching right now instead of it's just like work harder, you know, like there's no downtime for a hustler or like a hustler is no bedtime or, you know, like all these different things. It's like, actually it's quite the opposite. Like for high achieving performance, you have to rest. Mm -hmm. And so I love that it just kind of turns this whole go, 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 you know, the more, the more you do, the better, the harder you work, the better. I just love that it like turns it on its head and he's just got great information to back it up. Totally. It reminds me like I say to my patients all the time, work smarter, not harder. Right. And like he gives examples of world-class athletes he's worked with that he literally just had them rest more and they like crush everyone and like, outperform. he talks about a crossfitter i think that had an experience like that and yeah it's just so contradictory i think whether your goal is athletic performance or weight loss or building strength or whatever if you're not getting where you want to be you might try incorporating more rest and i see it happen i don't know about you with patients all the time especially for weight loss like actually take another day off at the gym and right. then they start losing weight And I like what he talks about too. He talks about like when your body is actually ready to exercise because the majority of people are so stressed out that their body actually can't handle another stressor on top of their current stress. Mm -hmm. And so especially if they're looking for weight loss or, you know, peace of mind, anything that comes along with having lower stress levels in your body, how exercising actually isn't the answer most of the time. And so his, his formula is unique. And I mean, he's got a lot of personal experience in this. He was training to be an Olympian for a long time. And I feel like his personal experience um, and, and his own vulnerability that he shares too um, ties perfectly into everything. Totally. 
it's amazing. Um, again, guys, we'll leave all his information in the show notes and enjoy. So let's just do the computer. Okay, cool. All right, here we go. All right. Welcome back, everyone, to Coffee with the Docs. I am super excited today. I've got Brad Davidson, who has been a longtime buddy of mine. Actually, I feel like we met, when did we meet? It was like 15 years ago or something at a yeah, Charles Polglin seminar, right? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's crazy. And we've both been doing so many things since then. So, um, yeah. Brad is just like a wealth of knowledge and I'm excited that he has some time because usually he is on the road speaking all over the place. And, you know, the uh, silver lining maybe of quarantine right now is Brad is home a little bit more. <laughs> so <laughs> a, lot, we, a lot of it more. <laughs> a lot of it more. So we have some time to listen to his expertise, which is awesome. So Brad, I'm going to go ahead and just have you introduce yourself to everyone. Yeah. Uh, hey, everyone. Uh, Brad Davidson. So I'm a, I'm a performance coach. I, I speak on the topic. I've written a book on the topic and I coach on the topic. Um, so I believe in the arena I work in, the biggest enemy to my clientele is fatigue. Um, and when a high performer is fatigued or when anyone's hit a, when anyone's hit a fatigue state, the worst thing in the world is to follow general nutrition and fitness advice, which is eat less, exercise more. Uh, you're out of gas, you're running on fumes. You can't expect to beat a stress driven problem by applying more stress. So my system is all about going in and finding the limiting factors, fixing those, bringing back the energy, and ultimately driving performance to the same levels there before or even better. It's kind of the ultimate um, outcome we're looking for. It's awesome. I mean, it's perfect. Yeah. I, yeah. And I love that topic in general just because I think people are starting to finally understand that eating less and moving more can be really bad advice. And <laughs> the worst advice. <laughs> it's just bad. So yeah. before we dive into everything, we always ask our we always ask our guests two questions. So yeah. one is what have you been drinking lately? You know, we're coffee with the docs. We just love to, you know, the whole premise behind our podcast is we just wanted to like cozy up with people on a couch, like have a cup of coffee or whatever somebody's drinking and just like shoot shoot the shit, right? So yeah, what is, is what is something you're enjoying lately? Uh, so I'm, I'm a big fan of Bulletproof coffee, but I, I kind of tweak mine a little bit. So I do um, the coffee, and I'm going to be super honest with you, I'm a Starbucks guy. Like, I just love yeah. Starbucks. Yeah. Uh, I know some people think that's garbage coffee. It's like the stuff I love more than anything. So I'll get a nice cup of Starbucks. I like the blonde roast because it has more caffeine in it. I'll throw in a couple scoops of the Bulletproof um, collagen protein powder. And I've recently started using this new stuff called To Be Keto. It's their creamer. It has like Ooh. ghee and MCT oil and turmeric, um, lion's mane. It's awesome. So I'll put a couple tablespoons of that in there and some cinnamon. And that's, that's what I've been drinking for my coffee in the morning. So I really, really like it. Wait, tell me what this thing is called, To Be Keto? To, yeah, the, the T-O-B-E-K-E-T-O. Yeah. To Be Keto is the is the Ooh. company brand it was a guy out of la that i met that um he's super cool he make he like he makes food for people um does like different types of, of bone broths and things like that and he hit me up and he's like hey you got to try my new creamer and so he sent me some and it's awesome i, I posted it on my instagram uh, a little a while back um i really like it like it's it's awesome he has a chocolate one and a vanilla and espresso flavored one they're both like, super Yum. good yeah Ooh, i'm so, gonna check that out for sure that's exciting yeah. Yeah, what which uh awesome. which collagen flavor do you like of bulletproof or is it just I, I like the vanilla yeah 
You do. I don't know. That's just my thing. So the, I, my favorite has been the vanilla protein powder, the vanilla and espresso flavored um, creamer from uh, to be keto, and then cinnamon right. powder. And that's like my God. Like I, I, I look forward to getting out of bed in the morning just so I can drink that. Right. I mean, <laughs> it sounds amazing. The, yeah. So. Are you using? I'm just curious. Are you using cinnamon for like the blood sugar stuff, or do you just like? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I, I use it for blood sugar stability. Yeah. Yeah. I like that. All right, cool. I, I, um, I, in all honesty, I don't have a I don't have a blood sugar problem anymore. You don't. I used no. to go, <laughs> but I just have learned to I love the flavor of it, and I just I just kind of find there's so many valuable benefits to it. I'm like, okay, it's not it's not doing me any harm by adding it in. It makes it taste better anyway. So no, yeah, cinnamon is just like for anybody who doesn't know, it's just a it's a great thing to stabilize the blood sugar and. Um, putting it in coffee is like a simple, easy way to get in it. Yeah. yeah. Yep. It's awesome. I love it. All yeah. right, cool. And what is your latest biohack? My latest biohack? Yeah. Oh, I, um, easy. Uh, I've been playing with these things called the Katsu Bands. K-A-A-T-S-U Bands. I think the website's katsuglobal.com. Okay. Um, they're blood flow restriction bands. But they're a high-end band. That, uh, they're not the typical like blood flow restriction. They, they allow blood flow to come back to return to the heart as well. Um, but I've been doing a lot of study on these things, especially now that we've been in quarantine and stuck at home trying to work out at home. Like I have no workout equipment at home. I, I'm in the fitness industry. I have, I have a pull-up bar. That's it. Uh, and I couldn't buy – I tried to buy like a set of those adjustable dumbbells. I, I paid for them two months ago, so I haven't got them. Um, wow. So I was like, what do I do? And I remember I, I learned about the Katsubans a year ago. I went in and met the, the, the head guy in the United States named Steven and took me through a workout and absolutely crushed me with three pound dumbbells. Um, so as I'm figuring all this out, I'm trying to figure out what I'm going to do. I'm like, oh, I'm going to go buy Katsubans. And I heard a great podcast with him at Ben Greenfield. And so that's what I've been using. These things are really good for improving the vascular system. Uh, they're really going to bring down inflammation. They drive sleep. They can wake the brain up. They have different protocols you can use for all these things. So uh, I've been doing those like three times a day for about 15 minutes each. They've been awesome. So that's, that's awesome. my uh, my biohack that I'm super excited about. Yeah, that's really exciting. I like that. Will you, just since we're on this topic, will you talk a little bit about why the blood flow restriction is so important when you're working out and like what that does to the system? Uh, I'm honestly still learning about it. That's okay. Um, we're putting so you on the spot. I, yeah, yeah. So, so I don't know a ton about it, to be honest with you. Okay. Um, like, I don't even know if I can answer that question intelligently yet. I feel like there's something with the rush of oxygen afterwards too, right? Isn't it like there's something with that? Because I, I remember somebody, I learned about them at, um, and I think they're way different than the ones you're talking about, the specific brand. But it was something about how, it, I know it can increase muscle size for sure, but there's something about the return of oxygen too after you're done restricting that creates such a big difference too. Yeah, and I know, I think it's called sarcoplasmic hypertrophy, which is like the enhanced blood flow to the region as you mm. drive the, the pump and the, the blood flow into the muscle will create a sarcoplasmic hypertrophy response. But I'm still learning like Sounds the vascular good. response, the, the inflammation reduction response, the brain optimization response. I'm still learning all those metabolic pathways. It's, it's yeah. super intense. Um, but but it's, it's the hack I'm playing with and learning about right now. Uh, I like, I'll it. be honest, the, the Katsu bands are expensive, like $900. Wow. Um, yeah, but um, when you start studying like the benefit to them, they're, they're incredible. And pro athletes are using them, special forces are using them, like they're, they're pretty insane. That's cool. Well, we'll make sure that people stay tuned into what you're doing with them. So if they have more questions on, they can learn all about them, Yeah, <clears throat> especially with these awesome. at home workouts and stuff. So yeah, it'll be yeah great. My, 
my goal is to get like really well versed in them. I'm going through a certification process. I'm spending a lot of time with the head guy in the U S on understanding how to use them the right way. And I'm going to, I'm going to create like a live online program where people can train with me with them. Cause once you pick, once you get them, you're like, okay, what the hell do I do with them? Right. Like, there's right. Not, there's not, like it's so different. Like you and I'm like, what, what, how, what do I do? Right. Um, so I've been kind of learning all that and playing with all of it. And like one thing I really like about it is you can put them on while you work and actually get a, a form of a workout while you're just typing on emails. It's well, that's amazing. Cool. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, uh, so I know, I know that one for sure. You just went through an easy Katsu cycle for like, it has like eight cycles. It takes about 12 minutes, I think. Um, so I do, I do a couple of those a day while I'm doing my work and it's, it's super that's, interesting. It's very different. That's really cool. Yeah. You're going to end up yeah. like post quarantine, like best shape of your life. This is for yeah. you guys who like Brad is already in amazing shape, but I just feel like without, it's interesting when you have to change your workouts, right. From something that like yeah. we're really used to doing to something that is totally different, but it seems like with less time you can get great benefits. Like it's a win-win. Yeah. Well, and the, the, the creator of these things out of Japan is in his seventies. Wow. And he is probably one of the most ripped men I've ever seen. Like he is just muscularly, very well built. He's super lean. Like it's incredible. And all he does is these katsu bands. Wow. Um, and, and what I like about it is you just use super lightweight. Like you don't have to like put the risk. You don't have to risk your joints being hurt by lifting heavy. Um, that's what intrigues me about it. Yeah. Is, um, you know, I mean like the top U.S. sprinter was in Justin G- Gatlin or something like that. He uses these things like. Some of, the top, some of the top Olympians in the world are using these things. Like most sporting teams are now using these things. So it's just, I've been studying it for a year. They caught my interest enough to think, okay, I'm stuck at home. What am I going to do? I'm going to go learn these things. Yeah. Because um, things for a long time, I'm like, I like going to the gym. I don't want to, I'm not going to stay at home and use these things. I'm going to go to the gym. But I'm, I'm glad I'm actually, that's kind of been the benefit of being stuck at home. It's like, okay, I'm forced to learn some new things. Yeah, absolutely. So, absolutely. Yeah. No, that's a total silver lining. Yeah. All right, cool. All right, well, let's jump in. So I love the idea of talking about how managing fatigue is super critical for performance. And you work with a lot of really high performance people and not just like athletes, right? Like high performing CEOs of companies like that, that industry and type of people as well. And I think when it comes to these types of people, but even really a lot of people, they think when they're tired, they just need to keep pushing through. And so I want you to kind of talk about your thoughts on that. Yeah. You know, the, the worst advice I got when I was younger was um, the day you wake up tired is the day you should go to the gym and train twice as hard because that's the day your competition is going to bed. Going back to bed, you'll get the edge. It's the farthest thing from the truth. All that happened was I absolutely destroyed myself. Like it took me pushing to the extreme and following this advice of like grinding. Like we all think it's about the grit and the grind. I did that. And at 33 years old, I crashed. I, I, I was in the I physically on the external outside. I looked. At, I was in the best shape of my life in regards to strength, power output. I was 33. I was on the U.S. bobsled team. Like I had done a lot of things physically, and I looked like a specimen. But within a you know a couple of months of hitting that point, one day I just couldn't get out of bed, and my whole metabolism crashed. I was literally 33, competing in an international level of sport, looking like a super freak on the outside. And I caught myself in andropause, which is male menopause at 33. Like I had pushed wow. myself so hard. I was type 2 diabetic and I hadn't been eating carbs. Like how does that work? I was in extreme hypothyroidism and my testosterone levels just completely crashed. But man, I look good. It's like right. I, did everything, I did everything the industry tells us to do. Like all that matters is how you look. Just get to a certain image point, a certain body fat percentage. And life's supposed to be amazing. 
I'm gonna tell you right now, I looked great and my life absolutely sucked. Like I had no energy left, I couldn't engage, my brain wasn't working. Um, and I got to a point where I couldn't even get out of bed. And that was the day I kind of realized like, wow, what happened? Um, and I started exploring, it took me six years to figure out the damage I had done. And I came to the reality of my industry really, really lies to us. It, it puts this forefront thing of like image matters most. And like they tell us like if you just get to this certain image point, like people are going to love you more. You're going to be more valued. You'll be more attractive and life's supposed to be great. And you know what? Retrospect, that's not what people want. They don't, they don't really care about how you look on the outside. Like the truly valuable people, they care about your energy, your presence. Um, I ask my clients all the time. When you get home at night, the people you love the most, the people you're doing all these crazy things, you're trying to earn all this money for, you're doing it for your families and these people you love the most. Well, I ask you, when you get home at night, are they getting the best of you or the rest of you? Are you exhausting mm. yourself trying to earn and look a certain way and make a certain amount of money that when you get home at night and these people you're doing it for, they get nothing. Like, we have to change that. Oh, and, my and we gosh. Have to, we, yeah, we, we have to begin to focus on what's most important in our lives. And it's great energy, great engagement, great performance. And having enough left over at night, when you get to the people that are the most valuable, they get the best of you, not the leftovers. And, and then truly the way you do that is by using certain types of exercise, certain type of nutrition, like just pay attention to what your body's telling you and adjust and adapt and build, I just call it revamp the whole system, right? Create a whole lifestyle that takes care of you, helps you recover and optimizes your energy so that the best you shows up every single day. I don't think, I, I, especially now with COVID-19 coming out, like, People are realizing, oh, just because I look great doesn't mean I am, you know, not a risk. Like what? And also, be like, what can I do to enhance my immune system? Like one of the things is stop working out so much. Right. right? Like, yeah. Like this whole idea of being wiped out and looking good and putting your immune system at risk. Okay, that doesn't work anymore. So what I like is my message I've been preaching since 2012 is all of a sudden at the forefront, and now people want to hear it. Versus before, <laughs> it's like, no, 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 no. I'm just gonna go beat the hell out of myself at the gym, and something great's gonna eventually happen. And it's like. You have no sex drive. Like, what is the point of looking good? Like, you don't even care. Like, totally. It's so silly. Yeah. So. It's so silly. Well, I'm glad that you, I mean, you brought up so many great points there, but I think one of them is like, people think that because you look young and healthy, that you are healthy. And I, I, we see the opposite of that all the time. And especially even in this COVID thing, it's like, you know, somebody will be like, oh, but like, some of these people are getting it and they're so young and healthy. I'm like, how do you know they're healthy? Like just because yeah. you, they, they look healthy. Like you're a prime yeah. example of what you went through and the epitome of unhealthy at that time. Right. But you looked great. Yeah. And what's funny is so often in my world, it's the best looking performers on the outside that are sickest on the inside. Wow. Like exercise is just another big form of stress. And, and nutritional protocols, a lot of nutritional protocols out there to change how you look are just a form of stress. Like, I, here's the thing I laugh at is that so many of the strategies out there are for fitness models and bodybuilders. And I ask people, have you ever been around one of those people, like the 24 hours leading up to getting on stage, when they look this way? They are the most dysfunctional people on the face of the earth. Like, they can't even think straight. They, a lot of times, I mean, they, they, like, sexually things aren't even working. Like, they're absolute train wrecks. Yep. And like 36 hours after the show, they don't even look like that anymore. So we're following this advice that is super dangerous and very unhealthy and creating, yes, physically great looking people, but emotionally, mentally, just super dysfunctional. And somehow we think like, because we look right on the outside, we're supposed to be super healthy on the inside and you're exactly right. It is not like that. It is so detrimental to our health, the way we're being told to exercise and 
how body fat is what matters most and weight matters most and just do everything you can to change those. You know, somehow supposed to be great. And most people know they've experienced that. They get to this magical number and life sucks, right? They're super moody. They're so moody. Nobody wants to be around them. Okay. Well, that's right. out, right? right? They, they, they feel horrible. They're hungry all the time, crazy cravings and, and life is no different. So I just, my message this day and age is like, look, forget about it. Like the outsides are not what's most important and they're not the telltale sign of if someone's in healthy or in good shape or not. Like it's just people die all the time being super freaky fit and looking great. Yep. It's, it's just not, it's not the answer. No, absolutely. And I think too, just in the industry that you're in and, in, you know, and I was in that industry for a long period of time, people don't want to hear that. They don't want to hear work out less. They don't want to hear, you know, no. recover more. It is all about, you know, if you're not, if you're not putting it all out every workout to the point where you want to puke, you're not pushing hard enough. And mm-hmm. I think that's just, you know, there's always something I think some people are like, really is, is that how I'm supposed to be feeling? That doesn't like feel right with me. Right. But I think it's just that it's that message and it was pumped out all the time over and over again. Yeah. And the big misperception was really lean and really fit looking people are super healthy. Yeah. Like, that people believe, people believe that. And I don't know where that lie came from. Cause you start looking at their blood chemistry and deep into the metabolic system, you see that is the farthest thing from the truth. Yeah. But I don't know how we break that because you're exactly right. Like people don't want to buy it. No, no, no. I'm going to be different. Like mm-hmm. I'm going to get to that point and look that way and I'm going to be super healthy. It's like, no, you're not. Like, right. Okay. When you go there and you break, come back and we'll fix you. Super simple. Right. <laughs> and I think that, I'll be here when you're done. Yeah. Like when you're ready to, you know, to, to, to face reality and, and you know, look at things the, the right way in a healthy way and, and high performing way, I'll be here. Right. Uh, it happens a lot. It right. totally happens a lot. Because what's funny is a lot of times I'll get people feeling good and everyone has these big bucket list things like a marathon, a triathlon, like these things. Like I get them feeling good again and now they want to go do that. I'm like, oh my gosh. Okay, go for it. And when you get to feeling like shit again, sorry, beep. Uh, when you get to feeling like garbage again, uh, come back and we'll fix everything you just broke. Right, and exactly. And realize like because you run marathons, you're not super healthy. Because you're in triathlons, you're not super healthy. Because you're a super fit, you know, freak CrossFit athlete doesn't mean you're super healthy. Just just the reality of it. Absolutely. And I think too, this also, like you've seen with a lot of your clients, it rolls over into not just working out, but like you were saying before, like pushing it so hard at the office, you know, trying to make so much money and or whatever that drive is with work. And and then so that's a form of stress, right? And then they want to exercise on that and on top of that, which is a form of stress or the way that they're eating or not eating. And so I think it's it's just dismantling that whole system that pushing harder is better and that resting is for people who are lazy, right? I mean, yeah. it's really trying to turn that around. Yeah, you know, and, and I want to share a story that, that was my Amazing. kind of reality check. Um, I've actually never shared it in public before because it's super Ooh. hard for me to get through. But yeah, but um, I've been doing a lot of work with a, a business coach on my business he just kind of, he kind of called me out. He's like, you know, you're missing the point on your message and your sweet spot and what you, he's like, I'm a client of yours, Brad. And what you're pushing out there is not why I hire you. And so we've done a lot of work and it was just the reality of why I'm so passionate about this was my, my little boy. Uh, it was like a month before his second birthday. Uh, it was a holiday weekend. We're in the pool, we're having fun and everything's great. And all of a sudden his mom starts screaming at me that something's wrong. And I come in the house and, and Gavin is, he's out, like he's gone. 
um, and he's, I can't, and he's turning blue and he's kind of convulsing and I, we don't know if he's choking on something, but he's not breathing. Um, and, and I'm, you know, I'm, I'm like trying to do Heimlich on him. I'm doing a, uh, CPR on him. Like nothing's working. And, and, and it's a holiday. So the, the 911 not answering. Um, and, oh and, and I, yeah, and I'm starting to lose my little guy and nothing's working and I don't know what the hell it is. And next thing I know, um, in my arms, he just goes completely limp. Like, I think I lose him. I think I lost him. Ugh. And at that point, I freak out. I run outside. I'm just, at that point, I just lose it. Like, I was under control until that point. I'm thinking, I just lost my little guy. And so I'm running outside, freaking out, screaming for help. And it just happened to be that a cop was there. And he, he settled, settled me down. And, 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 and uh, the, the, the fire department came. And eventually what happened is he just had a for real seizure. Um, but I, it was like the first time he was sick and I had never heard of it. I didn't know what it was. Um, and most parents that have gone through that, it's the scariest thing that you ever experienced the first time because you just don't know what it is and why I had never heard of it is my, my second child. I don't know. But um, in that moment of time, like you recognize shit, um, no amount of money was going to save him. No amount of money was going to save him. Um, no amount of prestige, clout, anything about my name was going to save him. My abs weren't going to save him. My ventures wasn't going to save him. Like all the stupid shit that I thought was so important, none of it mattered. And you have those experiences. You think all I wish I could have done was uh, been more present, more engaged and spent more time in that moment, you know, with that little one mm -hmm. like, who's gone. Right. And, and so it's like, I want people to recognize like, that stuff just doesn't matter in the thick of it. And, and a lot of people have been through experiences like that where they've almost lost somebody, they have lost somebody. And you, you wake up and recognize, what the hell was I living my life for? Um, you know, in my world, it was, it was some insecurities of like, I, I wanted to be more valued and I felt a little insecure. And so I was like focused on my business and my work and my income and, and you know, my body. And at that point, from that point on, I'm like, you know what? Like, I'm going to take care of myself so well that I can be there for my little ones that I, you know, when I get home at night, like they get the best of me, not the rest of me. And, and that's why I take, I don't care what my body looks like anymore. Like my, my little, my, he's five now. Like he's never ever told me my abs look good or bad. Right? <laughs> right. That's not, that's not one of his tools he uses to judge how I'm doing as a father. Right. It's purely how well do I engage? And, and what I like to teach people is how to eat, how to exercise, how to recover, how to use supplements, to drive that energy through the roof, brain performance through the roof. So they perform well at work and they get home at night to the people that love the most. They have the leftover energy to fully engage because that's the sweet spot in life is those people, you know, and, and that's just the reality of life it is it, I, it's all about relationship. And that's one of the things I love about this whole COVID-19 thing is we are being forced to be home and be in a relationship. Right. And we were being forced to rest more and recover more. And, and we're not allowed to go out and, fulfill our all our insecurities like we used to right and it's really doing a great job of waking a lot of people up to what life is a little bit more about i think i think so too and that's a yeah i mean i remember when that happened to your son and thank you for sharing that i think there's going to be a lot of people who can really resonate with that because i do i think it puts so much into perspective for you obviously horrible that you had to go through that but like such a light bulb moment it sounds like too yeah, yeah. and i think you know one of the things that I remember learning from you when I, um, gosh, it was like, I interviewed you for like a summit I did like years ago, back when I lived oh, in yeah, California. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. I remember you teaching about how there was actually 
for a lot of your clients, you would actually recommend them not to exercise. And that, yeah. you know, that really goes against what a ton of coaches and, and different uh, like life coaches or trainers say. And so I'd love you to talk about that a little bit, just like, how do you know when someone is, is not ready to exercise or to take a break and what that really means? And like, how do you know when it's time for them to get back into it? Yeah. So I kind of discovered, so I have a three phase system that I use with all my clients and I'm constantly every month assessing them on where they are and where their needs are in this three phase system. So phase one is typically a reset. Uh, It's when the metabolism is just broken and all the efforts being made aren't working. There are literally roadblocks in the metabolism that are preventing results. It just doesn't matter how hard you work until you fix the problem nothing's going to happen. So I have a reset phase and then I have a restore phase. So once the reset, the metabolism, we restore the foundation of a great metabolism. And then the third phase is we revamp the whole lifestyle. And that third phase is kind of like the maintenance phase of just revamping a building, a lifestyle that matches the, the person's output. Right. I, I honestly, I'm at a point now, I don't care what you want to do. I don't care if you want to be a CrossFit athlete and train three times a day, seven days a week. Awesome here's the system you need to apply around that to protect yourself from the damaging effects of that. If you hate exercise, you don't want to do it. Totally cool with that too. Here's the system, the lifestyle we're going to build around that to protect your energy, your health and all those things. So I don't judge exercise as the critical component. I think that's a personal choice. There is some research showing there's minimal amounts of exercise needed to, to reduce risk of early death. Um, but that's been super skewed on what the industry is telling people to do. Mm. It's like, walking or low-level aerobic activity about 150 minutes per week that is like nothing (laughs) yeah (laughs) i think most people probably do that like on accident (laughs) yeah and like they show like if you do that you reduce um all uh, possibility of early death by 47 percent what's funny is that you double that and you only improve the risk by five percent so it goes from 47 percent to 52 percent um then there's i found multiple studies have shown people that work out hard um and overdo that um one in 15,000 a year die in the gym. Wow. And if you do hard exercise five days a week or more, it drops to one in 13,000. There's been multiple studies that have found that. Um, so I look at exercise as a killer. Uh, it's a high risk threatening thing to do to the body. It's, it's a high stress scenario. So um, I love it. I mean, don't get me wrong. I love exercise more than anything because it does have great components. But if somebody's metabolism is broken, right? Like, let's say, like, in my world, like, I just tell people, if I tell you to cut out coffee for the next three days, how would you respond? And people are like, I would kill you. I said, okay, metabolism, <laughs> right? Like, you have an right. energy crisis. Um, so that'd be a simple idea of like, okay, if I cut out alcohol and coffee for three days, how would I feel? If those are your energy substrates you've used to manipulate the body and you cut them out and you're a train wreck and the worst person in the world to be around, your metabolism is in a state where I don't care how hard you exercise, how well you eat, you have to fix what's broken. Um, how I do it is I base it either off of a blood chemistry or a symptomology question that I use with all my clients. Whether it's somebody that just does kind of my um, automated systems or a private client of mine, every month I'm looking at symptomology. And as they build up over time, it just tells me that person needs a break. So like with athletes, I discovered it like the first month after a season, we put them in a reset mode. And I've been doing that for years without thinking about everyone else. And they don't want to do anything. Like they're broken down, they're beat up, they're tired. So that phase is always like, okay, eat a certain way, drive recovery, drive, you know, reduce reduction of inflammation, get your therapy, rest a lot, get away from everything and take a break. And they would always come back recharged, ready to go and they'd kill it year after year. Um, 
And so I just started mimicking that when I wrote my book. I was, I, I was kind of challenged by HarperCollins to come up with a program that would completely revamp a metabolism in 21 days or less. That was like where the industry was going. Right. And I'm like, okay, well, I know there's no way I can do it with exercise and diet. That takes like months. So I just applied this reset I did with athletes and I found, holy shit, crap, it works. <laughs> like people are like losing like 12 pounds in three weeks doing nothing <laughs> um, except resting. And that's when I realized, wow, like, it started becoming really obvious. Like, wow, there is a fatigue issue. And if someone's tired and the metabolism is not happy, I learned from Dr. Jade Tita that all the metabolism really is is a stress barometer. Mm. It is constantly exp- basically checking out internal and external stressors and giving you feedback as to how well it's doing. And he calls it schmeck. If your schmeck is out of check, and the more out of check it is, the more the system's broken, meaning your sleep, your hunger, your mood, your energy, and your cravings. If those are out of whack and the more out of whack they are, the more likely your, your metabolism is overly stressed and needs recovery to balance itself out. So that's really all I do with people is I, I figure where that's at, and then I put them in one of the three phases. If it's really bad, we go to the reset. We've got to fix what's broken. If it's kind of bad, we go to the restore. And if they're doing well and they want to progress, then we just go right to revamp and just build that lifestyle to drive higher performance levels. Right. But it's all about taking it back to the beginning and really making sure they yes. can even handle that for sure. Yes, exactly. I'll give you an example. I won't use your name, but I had a really high level CrossFit athlete years ago that called me, was really struggling. Like just her numbers were dropping and her strength, her energy was dropping. She was super moody and emotional. And she was like, help, I have a big competition in three weeks. I said, well, you're so destroyed. I think you should do nothing but walk for three weeks and do this reset protocol. She's like, I can't do that. I have to compete in three weeks. I said, but you're just a big name going. Like, it doesn't matter if you do well or not. Like, what matters now is we get you back to a healthy place. So when the important stuff comes, you're ready to go. So for three weeks, she did nothing but follow the reset protocol, which is nutritionally, you know, a specific type of protocol. Lots of rest, lots of walking, and that's it. She gets off the plane three weeks later and wins the competition. Oh, my gosh. She's like, she's like what, the, what the hell did you do to me? I said, we just, I just let your system catch up to how great you are. Right. Like you had oh, so much fatigue build up that your system could not exert who you really were. It was just too tired. You catch up on your rest, and the real you showed up. Like that's where you really are. And then, I mean, and she just went on and crushed it the rest from there on out. It was awesome. That's so, so cool. I love yeah, that. So, yeah. I, I just, I really believe that fatigue is the biggest enemy to a better life. And unfortunately we're told grit and grind is the answer. I really, at this point in my life, know with hundred percent certainty that it's all about recovery and fatigue management is what drives a great looking body, great performance and great engagement in life. I love that. I think that's awesome. That's such a perfect story too. Tell me about this schmack thing. Schmack. Yeah, I, yeah. I, Dr. J. Tita is, um, he's a close friend of mine. He's a great colleague of mine. He's a, he's a mentor of mine. Um, I love what he teaches because he makes super intense metabolic things very simple. Yeah. Um, so Schmeck is basically the things he discovered when the metabolism is struggling. It's not doing well. It's overly stressed out. It'll give you signs in your Schmeck. Like your, your sleep will get disrupted. You'll start having hunger issues. Either super hungry all the time or not hungry at all. Those are bad signs. Um, your, um, your, uh, mood starts to get disrupted. Like everybody's experienced this. You go on a diet or start exercising a ton. You get super grumpy and irritable and short with people. Um, your energy begins to crash and you have start with weird cravings. And we're just like, we know, like that makes a lot of sense. I know when I go on a diet or start exercising hard, these things are going to come. I got to grind through them. I have to have the grit and, and, and the resiliency just to 
force myself through it. <laughs> it never works. It never works. Like eventually you, you, you crash. Well, what he's found is if you keep those things in check, and this is the beauty of it, it's like, um, there's no one right diet for everyone. Right. Right? There's a right diet for each of us individually. And how you find it is by checking Schmeck. And when Schmeck's in check, I've had, a, I've had people be on the keto diet and kill it. I've had other people like myself be on a high carb diet and kill it. I've had people go vegetarian and kill it. I've had them go on all of them and backfire. It's like, <laughs> okay, you know, what's your personal preference? I think that's super important. And let's apply it. Make sure you apply it right. Like, that's one of the things I like. I know you, I, I kind of, I don't know if you're still doing it, but I, I, a lot of times I, I was listening to you like, talk about keto. I love I like, keto. Yeah. And you teach how to apply it right. And I love it too when it's applied right. But some when it's applied are, right. Yeah. Yeah. Like, so many people are applying something they call keto. It's not even freaking keto. It's like, Mm-mm. okay. Right. But I, I find it works really well for a lot of people. But then I find high carb diets work really well for a lot of people. It's just, it's apply what you want to apply and start checking schmeck and start fine tuning until you find what works for you. And I love that. And that's why I like, that's why I like uh, Dr. Tita's teachings from, you know, from he's a doctor just like you. And it's just, he makes it super simplistic for someone like me to understand and be able to teach, which I love because as funny as it sounds, like I don't learn super, like super intense stuff very well. Like it takes me a long time to learn something. And then my brain takes it and makes it very simple. Which is great. So when, yeah. So when someone can teach it to me simple, I can have a really easy time passing it on to the general population. <laughs> right. I love it. But um, I love that. I love that concept of like, if you're doing something and let's say you are super irritable and crabby, you're sleeping like absolute garbage, you're craving all these you know, and then the average whoever coach or doctor is going to be like, you just got to keep going, just keep going. And it's like, maybe you're not doing the right thing. I mean, and let me ask you, like, I I do think there is a balance sometimes of like maybe pushing yourself a little bit uh, beyond a comfort zone, but not pushing yourself to the point where you're doing damage. And I don't know, there's a sweet spot sometimes there. And like, what do you think about that? Like when it comes to a little bit of... I, I 100% agree with you. When I get someone to the revamp stage, um, exercise at that point is a use stress, meaning it's a good stress. When someone's metabolism is not doing well, heart exercise can be a distress. And I'll use heart rate variability to kind of manage that. Mm. But when I get someone to a revamp stage, yes, I'm going to apply an aggressive physical stressor, especially my professional athletes. Oh, yeah. Because their world is all about strength. So when it right. gets to the revamp phase, it's on. And I'm going to push you as hard as I freaking can. And I'm going to make sure that I help you build a lifestyle around that push to recover from it. So yes. And what I find is it's like, um, we just can't go hard every single day. But once your metabolism is in a good place and it's craving exercise, you can go hard multiple times a week. Just make sure you listen to your body, listen to your heart rate variability system that says, okay, hey, good day to go hard. Oh, you know what? Let's back off today. Let's save that for tomorrow. Let's put more of a recovery strategy in today. And I, you know, I just kind of find like that tiered system based listen off your body works really, really well. That's awesome. What do you use for heart rate variability? I like, I like Joel Jameson's train with Morpheus. Um, why I like it is because I'm really using it to, to dictate exercise responses. And so it has um, artificial intelligence built in. And over time, it starts to feed off of your metabolism or feed off of your readings and it'll start telling you okay, here's how much you recover today. Here are the safe heart rate zones you can stay in without overdoing it. So that's why I like it because it really is very simplistic on, okay, and it, you, you wear a watch and it's all coded to color. Like, okay. Um, yeah, like uh, green, what is it? Blue, green, yellow, I can't remember now. I'm blanking all of a sudden. 
But um, right. it's super it's super easy to, to say. So, you know, like, oh, I got to stay on the red. So I can stand all these higher range. As long as I'm going the red, I'm getting a good response. Right. Going the red, I'm tipping the scale. I'm overdoing it. Oh, so cool. it's, it's, so really it's a cool. watch you wear. Does it kind of tell you? Because, you know, I've been using this aura ring forever. And yeah. so it's like kind of tells you your heart rate variability when you wake up in the morning, right? Like your sleep. And then it might give you your heart rate variability when you're meditating or taking moments of rest or something. And yeah. And I, I've just found like, you know, it doesn't tell it to you all the time, but like the times it does take a, it, it's usually right on for me. Like I'll be like, oh yeah, I'm, yeah. Not, I'm like definitely feeling tired and it's like really dropped. And then other nights it's like, oh, I slept great. I feel great. My heart rate variability is like 105. It's like, you know, you can kind of have that gauge, but I like that idea of using something too for exercise. That seems yeah. really cool. So I, I use the aura ring as well. Um, Cool. I love, I love like the sleep, the sleep readouts on the aura ring. The only thing I struggle with the aura ring is like you get your HRV score. Well, what do you do with it? Right. Like what's safe? What's not safe? How can you push yourself to be in a eustress state versus a distress state? That's the only thing I, the only thing I don't like about it. Is it I just, agree. Totally. It gives you a number and a readiness, but it doesn't give you any coaching to go along with it. That's why I like right. to train with Morpheus. It gives you exercise coaching to benefit it. If you listen to it, it's cool because you take your HRV after you do the exercise and you'll see it respond positively or negatively to what you do. Oh, did. wow. That's cool. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah. So, um, so yeah. So, I like people to at least use the aura ring, but if, if somebody really wants to train hard and get the most out of training, I'll use the aura ring and the train with Morpheus together because I love the feedback on sleep from the aura ring. It's awesome. Yeah, it's great. It's so great. Yeah. You can really tell too, like if you've been manipulating um, like supplementation for sleep or. Yeah. Or like, you know, unfortunately for me, I, I have like one or two glasses of dry farm wine and I like see it take its toll on my sleep and I'm like, yeah. you know, but I think it's, you know, it's so fascinating to have that information and it's just information, right? I mean, it's just, yeah. I think the more data you have, sometimes you can make more educated guesses on, you know, what, what's working for you. Yeah. Well, and you know, what else is super interesting is um, another reason I'm super big on the Katsu bands is they're showing a positive correlation using Katsu bands and HRV. Oh, cool. Which, like, like you get a positive correlation, like hydration improves HRV, vegetable intake improves HRV, sleep improves HRV, like all these things that are good for us boost heart rate variability. When they could show that Katsu bands, and they found this in the military, like the special forces, because they're really into this stuff in the special forces. Um, and there's a Ben Greenfield interview I listened to had it had a, an ex Navy SEAL that's really big into him talk about this. There's a positive correlation between using Katsu bands and HRV. That's another reason why I'm incorporating it into this whole system. Oh, that's awesome. Cool. Yeah. yeah. I'm excited yeah. to learn more about that. Yeah. You want to know what crushes HRV? Too much hard exercise, not sleeping enough. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. You're like yeah. all the things you were just talking about, they take a toll on HRV. They make it super totally low. Do. Yeah. <sighs> Um, all right. I have two more questions. So when you talk about people resting, I know for some people it's really hard for them to rest, right? They're not used yeah. to not driving it. They're not used to having like some off time and not working. So do you, do you have any recommendations for like how people rest or like if you kind of coach them through that a little bit? Yeah. Unfortunately, that's a, it's a, it's a guilt response that has been laid on us, um, throughout the years. Right. I mean, we've all heard the message like you, you have to um, like you have to cheat sleep to be successful. Like you can sleep when you're dead. Right. Like they, they, hate they that really one. Push, yeah. They really push on this grit and grind scenario. And you know what? If, if somebody doesn't have much motivation, um, they need that. 
But unfortunately, the population I work with, they're overly motivated. They're super focused and driven. They want to be successful. And, and this doesn't have to be a professional athlete or a CEO type. There are a lot of people that just want to be a great parent. Like, I'm super focused on being a great parent. So I'm driving for that, right? Um, you know, I'm super focused. I want to provide for them. So I'm driving for that. It doesn't, it doesn't have to be like business oriented or sports oriented or, or you know, or, or tactical oriented. It can be simply like me, like wanting to be a great parent. I mean, overly committed to that. Um, I don't care what it is. It just, it, you're driven to be better. You, everything runs out of gas. Like everything needs to recharge. Like everything eventually hits empty. Right. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And so I always use the, 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 the idea of, of a car. You're in a race. And you take off and everything's going really well. And you're cruising, you're killing it. Life's going well. And all of a sudden, the gas light comes on. Hey, you're about to run out of gas. You need to pull over and refill. And you think, you know what? I don't have time for that. I'm going to keep going. And you push, blow right past the gas station. And all of a sudden, that thing is like starting to beep. And it's telling you like, hey, like you're about out of gas. And what we choose to do in life with our bodies is just put a little piece of duct tape over so we can't see it anymore. Just ignore that. And we keep going. I don't have time to pull over to get gas. And then eventually we run out of gas. Here's the funny part is it's really simple. The gas station's right there to your left. All you got to do is walk over, get some gas, put it in the car, and you'll be able to keep going. But the thought process of the human body is, nope, I don't have time for that. I'm going right. to get out. I'm going to push this car. And somehow by doing that, I'm going to win the race. No, it's the person pulling off getting gas periodically that's going to blow right past you and eventually win. Right. So if you really want to be great long-term, rest orientation is super critical. There's a great book out called Why We Sleep. It talks about how important sleep is. It's the most important thing. Yeah. So if you're, not, if you're not sleeping eight hours a night, um, you're not someone committed to science about how to make the body look good, feel good, and perform at a really high level. You're just not. I don't care what else you do. It's the only thing I think is super clear and valid is that you need to sleep eight hours a night and ideally take a nap in the afternoon because that's how we did it before electricity. So if you're truly committed to hmm. science, and wanting the best body with the highest performance with the least likelihood of getting sick or dying early, you should be sleeping eight hours a night and taking a short nap every day. Otherwise, you don't really care. And you're not wow. truly committed to high performance. Because I think as high-performing people, we're all, everything's about data points now, right? That data is super clear. You want to perform great, look great, and live a long, healthy life, you're going to sleep enough. You're going to recharge. And we're finding that recharge is what is most valuable to the human body. And not doing it has the biggest impact on heart rate variability of anything. So it's, it's like cheating sleep and pushing is the worst thing you can do. And all you got to do is put the studies and the data in front of people. And they'll realize like, oh, wow, I didn't know that. You can just simply look at a guy like Andre Iguodala from the NBA. They did a whole study on this. In sports, we have sleep data because they track everything with their sleep. And we have every kind of statistic you can imagine, imagine from a performance standpoint. And they start comparing days with athletes of sleeping eight or more hours a night versus less than eight. And performance on the court, the field, I don't know, what, whatever sport you're playing, is dramatically impacted by that sleep number. It wow. is crazy. And what's That's happening so is they're cool. finding, yeah, they're finding, oh, the brain isn't working well when someone's sleep deprived. And so in the world of sport, brain performs physical performance. It's the same thing in our world. Like I'm not being, I'm not being my performance isn't based on skill set. It's just based on, negotiating and decision-making and creativity it all comes from the brain. So if you want to perform at a high level, make great decisions, be super creative, come up with solutions, all those things we need, be super sharp. You got to sleep. Right. Like that's the one, that's, that's the only thing you can't cheat. I love so that. In my, yeah. In my world as, as high performers, if you choose, if you don't think you need sleep, I'm not going to work with you because I know I can't beat that. 
Right. Right. And I don't just, I don't trust people to tell me they're doing it. I, I'll, I'll make them do things like aura ring or other things so I can see what they're doing sleep wise. Right. That's so smart. Yeah. If someone's not committed to sleep, I know I can't help them win. Wow. I love that. Yeah. I yeah. love the nap thing. I mean, I'm not a big napper, but I'm going to be like, look, Brad like told me I'm not committed unless I take yeah. a nap once in a while. So yeah. Every society throughout all of history before being introduced to electricity slept the same way. Eight hours at night and a 30 to 60 minute nap in the afternoon. Every society. And then once electricity showed up, they began to choose how they sleep. Societies this day and age that haven't been introduced to electricity still sleep that same way. Eight hours a night, 30 to 60 minute nap. It's all in that book, Why We Sleep. It's incredible. Wow. That's it. That is incredible. Yeah. It's the best book I've read on human performance ever to date. I'm going to check it out for sure. We'll put that in the show notes too for people. Yeah. All right, cool. Last question. Obviously, we're in a time where people are really concerned about their immune systems. I just want you to, and you've already talked about it, I mean, a lot throughout this this interview, but just a little bit on why stress is so terrible for our immune system. Yeah, I mean, it's been proven, it's been clearly proven that stress dampens the immune system. Um, because they play off each other. Like, I always talk about my children. When you see a healthy immune system and stress response, it's very interesting. Uh, when a kid gets sick, like during the day, you don't realize they're sick. And then also in the evening time, when the cortisol levels start to drop off, the immune system starts to activate. Because when cortisol is high, the immune system is low. So cortisol starts to drop off you know, around 6 o'clock in the evening. And before you know it, the immune system gets super active. And now the kid throughout the night is super sick, like stuffy nose, can't sleep. It's absolute train wrecks as the immune system's fighting off what it has. And it's like a horrible night, horrible night, horrible night. And then around five or six in the morning, all of a sudden they start sleeping like a baby huh. because that cortisol starts to come up, which dampens the immune system. And then they wake up, they sleep great in the morning. They get up. It's like nothing's wrong <laughs> until the next night. So that's a healthy immune system is when during the day, it's not doing its job. It's just damp because of stress. And at night when it comes down, it goes and does its job. Um, and so what I have found over the years is people that are hyper stressed, have a dampened immune system. They brag that they never get sick. And it's because the immune system never gets turned on. And typically what happens is they go on vacation. And within about three days of being on vacation, the stress levels come down, immune system kicks in and bang, it goes to work and it gets super sick on vacation. Oh my gosh. So um, that's how I kind of ex- like explain like the, the importance of it. Like you have to be able to bring the cortisol system and the stress system down to so the immune system and activate and go in and clean up what it needs to clean up. And if it's just, if you're just constantly stressed all the time, not sleeping, not recovering, and your cortisol levels are just jacked up all the time, your immune system's super hammered. No doubt. No, that's a yeah. perfect way of explaining it. I've actually never really thought about it that way, but it's true. How many people when they're like, oh, I've, you know, I feel worse at night. I feel, you know, and then I don't sleep that great. And then it's like the cortisol starts rising and they feel a little bit better and it makes perfect sense. Yeah. And that's actually a really good sign. That person's in a pretty, they're controlling their stress pretty well. Right. It's, it's the one who scares me the most is the person who works all the time and never gets sick. Yeah. So like, when, when's the last time I'm on vacation? I've been on vacation in years. I'm like, take a vacation, you're going to get super sick. That's why you don't do it because you know. Right, right. <laughs> you know what's coming. Your body finally yeah. has the, my mentor used to always say, uh, you've got a bill to pay. So like yeah. if you're going to keep rolling, keep rolling, just know that that bill is going to come and it, you're dictating how big that bill is going to be, right? Yeah, I love you put it that way because I've seen it be heart attack. I've seen it be cancer. I've seen it be really horrible stuff. 
And what's funny is how you recover from that stuff after you've, you know, after you've gone through the medical scenarios is it's all the stuff we preach now trying to help people avoid that. It's the same process. It's just a hell of a lot longer and a lot more painful. Yeah. So I tell people like you choose to do it now or you're going to be forced to do it later if you survive what's right. the bill that's coming. Like, that's right. A, that's, a, that's a beautiful way to put it. Yeah. I mean, it's, he's so right on when he said it, it's like, you're going to dictate how, how big of a bill that is. And it's like, yeah. for some people, it's like, you're right. If it might be like a littler <laughs> bill, if they just take a vacation or take a weekend off or whatever it might be. Right. But yeah, your body will be like resilient as long as you keep pushing it. And then, yeah. Yeah. Because when you're in a high stress state, the body thinks it's in danger. It thinks something's trying to kill it. So it's constantly trying to defend from that thing. That's actually never even trying to show up and kill you. Right. And, but it's, it's in that heightened state that's not supposed to be in all the time. Thinking right. that it's in acute danger and it's just not. But that's, that ends up causing a whole lot of havoc over time. Totally. I couldn't agree more. Brad, yeah. this was awesome. I think this kind of information is so important for people anytime, but I think it's great to like take advantage of some of this time that we have that's, uh, that's obviously more down, downtime, right? Yeah. Yeah. So it's perfect. Um, tell people where they can find you and like, where are you most active? Yeah. Uh, so I am most active on Instagram. Um, my Instagram is at, uh, at coach underscore Brad underscore Davidson. Every day I'm doing a post, a video, any, something on this topic. Uh, and then on my website, braddavidson.com. Those are like the two main areas you can find more info on me. Awesome. Perfect. Yep. And we will make sure that below all that stuff is linked for you guys. And you know, Brad, you're a wealth of knowledge and I love how much you're, you know, your message and stuff has changed a lot with things that have happened to you personally too. And I think, you know, it, it's perfect because you've got that, you've got that real life experience with it too. So yeah, thank, thank you, you always for sharing your message. Yeah, of course. Thanks for having me. It was good seeing you. Good job Absolutely. The statements in this podcast have not been evaluated by the FDA. Information provided here and products recommended or sold on coffeewiththedocs.com and or our podcast are not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. The information provided by this site and or by this podcast is not a substitute for a face-to-face -face consultation with your physician and should not be construed as medical advice of any sort. By using any of this information or reading it, you are accepting responsibility for your own health and health decisions and expressly release Dr. Nicole Huffman and Dr. Abby Kramer and its partners and guests from any and all liability whatsoever, including that arising from negligence.